Galatians 1, verses 11 to 24. Paul called by God. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preach is not of human origin. I did not receive it from any human source, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. For you have heard in my previous way of life in Judaism how intensely I persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people and was extremely zealous for the traditions of my fathers. But when God, who set me apart from birth and called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles, my immediate response was not to consult any human being. I did not go up to Jerusalem to see who, those who were apostles before I was, but I went into Arabia. Later, I returned to Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to get acquainted with Cephas and stayed with him 15 days. I saw none of the other apostles, only James, the Lord's brother. I assure you before God that what I am writing to you is no lie. Then I went to Syria and Cilicia. I was personally unknown to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only heard the report, the man who formerly persecuted us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. And they praised God because of me. This is the word of the Lord. Heavenly Father, I pray that um, you will bless Gareth now as he brings your word to us. I thank you for the preparation that he has put in, and I ask that you'll give him wisdom what to leave in and what to take out. Yes, Lord. <laughs> and, 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 and I pray for us, Lord, please bless us so that our hearts and our ears are open to receive from you. Amen. 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 Uh, I had this morning prepared for you um, a delightful three-point uh, sermon, but uh, we'll see what we do. We are uh, continuing a series on Paul's letter to the Galatians, specifically looking at the theme of gospel. And the theme of gospel, the good news that salvation is found only and truly and wholly through Jesus Christ, is the key theme that emerges in this letter. And it's very interesting that that's the key theme that emerges in a letter that was written to an already Christian community. Paul, however, spends the, such a lot of this letter, this letter written to a group of people that had given their lives to Jesus, reminding them of the good news that he'd first preached. And he's doing this because he's responding to a school of thought within the community that was suggesting that in order to reach full spiritual maturity or the full measure of salvation, they needed to start observing aspects of the Jewish law. And Paul is writing to respond to that and to remind them of the gospel that he first proclaimed to them about the soul sufficiency of Jesus. And last week, Steve spoke something about the substance of this gospel, but this week we begin um, the first part of what is sometimes called the autobiographical section of this letter, 
because in order to defend the authority and authenticity of his message, Paul uses something of his own autobiography. And so he does this in three ways. Firstly, firstly, he goes back to the source of the gospel that he had preached. In verse 11 and 12, he says, I want you to know that the gospel that I've been preaching is not of human origin. It's not something that I received. It's not something that I've been taught, but it was a direct revelation from Jesus. And this is partly a reference to his actual story. Acts 9, um, Paul is going along the road to Damascus, and even though he's been persecuting the Christian community, Jesus meets him in dazzling fashion. He is converted and called to go from the life he's leading to a life of sharing Jesus and making him famous, and that's what he does. And we are all here today partly because of that encounter. The second thing he does, and this is what I want to focus on for the five minutes we have, is, <laughs> is that Paul, because I think this is very relevant on a day when we've had baptisms and we've had testimonies. Paul shares his story. And again, he does this for three reasons. One, to back up the point he's been making. Part of what Paul is trying to say is that the message he's bringing is not just some watered-down version of what he's been taught in Jerusalem, but rather it is the direct result of something that he, was, he received by a revelation of Jesus. And so he go all this stuff in the passage about why he didn't go directly to Jerusalem, he went to Arabia, then he went here, and then he went there. That's not random detail. That's his way of saying that actually he received this message, he sat with it, he reflected on it, Later on, he went and him and Peter had a bit of a, had a, bit of a 14, 15-day uh, session catching up. And presumably, he heard some stuff about Jesus. They didn't just chat about the weather. But the gospel that he'd received had come from Jesus. But the second reason is he wants to show the power of the gospel as it was at work in his life. And Paul's story is one of going from Two things, from one who had violently opposed the church to one through whom God would build the church, but also he'd gone from somebody who had relied on his ability to live up to religious ritual to one who, as he would say in Philippians 3, would count that all as rubbish for the surpassing joy of knowing Jesus. That's the transformation that the gospel made in Paul's life. And there's a couple of things about Paul's story and how he shares it that I think is helpful uh, for us to remember on a day like today. And I think the first and main thing uh, that I want to draw out is the main character in Paul's testimony is not Paul. It's Jesus. And I think this is very important when we have... Um, have a day like today because we had four very different stories um, and you know there is a slight stereotype is there not when you have baptisms and multiple people where you go okay 
we're going to start with the per and we didn't do this, we, we did the reverse. Where you start with a person that grew up in the church, and then you gradually make your way to more and more supposedly dramatic story after dramatic story. So you go, oh, this person's the closer, the one that kind of has done this dramatic turnaround. We know, we know this, we've been to baptisms, you know that's how it happens oftentimes. And so what tends to happen is you get people sitting there going, oh, is my story any good? Have I got anything to say to the world? I haven't got that dramatic turnaround. But even though Paul's story is dramatic, the main character is Jesus. Because the only good news that you have to share with the world is not what you are like and what you're like now, but what Jesus has done. The main character is always Jesus. We were at a clergy conference recently, and Jane Williams said, the only thing interesting about religion is God. And the only thing of value in Christianity is Christ. As Mike Pilavacci has said often, if you're a Christian without Christ, all that's left is Ian. <laughs> and with the greatest respect to my associate rector, uh, Ian is not actually going to get you that far. So, the main character of Paul's story of his testimony is not him. That's not what he focuses on, not on the gory details. He focuses on Jesus. And so, as we tell our story to the world, the only true thing you have to offer is Jesus. And that's good news, because if you feel like your story is mundane doesn't matter. Because Paul, although on one sense it seems like he has a very dramatic turnaround, Paul wasn't somebody who felt like he was messed up. Paul actually felt like someone who had it sorted. Yeah? He, he got it. He had his life together. He wasn't walking around saying that he had some void in his life. He thought he had it together, but it was when he met Jesus that was the only time he realized that he didn't have it together and that actually nothing could compare or compete with the all-surpassing knowledge of knowing Jesus, his love, and his salvation. So the question is, who's the main character in your life and in your story? And the reason why I think this letter is so important for people who are already following Jesus is that it's easy as we go through our Christian life to drift from the source, and to make and to gain our status and our standing based on our service or what we do or our standing within the community. But it's also easy for Jesus to become a secondary or a peripheral character in our lives, even our Christian lives. Who's the main character in your life? And finally, just to finish, Paul sees how he has been set apart. In verses 15 and 16, Paul talks about when God, who set me apart from my mother's womb, called me by his grace, he was pleased to reveal his son to me so that I might preach the good news amongst the Gentiles. Not only is it true that Paul was called to follow Jesus in order to preach, a little bit like the first disciples in Mark 1 are called to come follow Jesus and fish for people, there's also a sense in which all that has happened before in Paul's story has been part of God's plan for preparing him to do the thing that he would do. So if maybe you're here and you feel, Gareth, the problem with my story is not that it's mundane. 
It's that it's messed up. And I have no idea how God could use me or how God could have a part for me to play in his story. Well, the very thing that made Paul persecute the church, his commitment to the law, his zeal, is the thing that Jesus takes and he transforms and he uses. You would never have predicted that the most religious, pharisaical figure would be the one that would bring the good news of grace to those people outside of the Jewish faith. And Tim Keller puts it like this. He says, the gospel gives us a pair of spectacles through which we can review our own lives and see God preparing us and shaping us, even through our own failures and sin, to become vessels of his grace in the world. And so as we remember our own baptisms, and as we come to the Lord's table, let it be for us today a reminder that it all starts with Jesus. Our story is only worth telling if he is the main character. And he is here to set us apart to do his works in the world. Amen.